what does it do to your body? What does it do? I How vote does wings. adrenaline affect? I vote wings 100%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it makes your heart palpitate out of your body. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do a fun twist. We'll see that. Okay, okay. How many <laughs> people have died from heart palpitations by drinking Red Bull alone? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to skirt past that and go straight to the fun stuff. Like, it makes you focused at Red Bull. <laughs> we love the taste at, at Red, Red Bull. Bull. Mm-hmm. At Red Bull LLC. Yeah, wasn't it always uh, monsters that came to the campus? Barf. This shit's nasty. Well, they wouldn't even give you the good monster. They give you, like, the off season monsters like we're trying like, out this new thing that no one wants to buy in the store like yeah, blue, 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 one. blue pop rocks or some shit Blech. no give me the vanilla coffee bean bro oh my god <laughs> i don't drink monsters so i can't tell you either way whether okay, i, like I only drink the coffee <laughs> only drink the coffee wes went to the gas station the other day and i said hey we're out we have to go to the grocery store saturday but Saturday morning, if you want me to not be a little crabby hoe, why don't you pick us up some monsters tonight? And so he was like, hey, I went to QT. Bad news, there bears. <gasps> they only had these like triple shot. Oh, wow. <laughs> flavored ones. And so I was like, it's fine. I'll pour it over ice. It'll be fine. And I took a sip and I was like, kind of tastes normal. And I kind of forgot that it was the triple shot. And I slammed. It's so hard. About 45 minutes later, I was vibrating out my skin. Had no bread in my body. Had no food in my body. Whoa. Life-changing. Life-changing. <laughs> Is that oh, why no. your pupils are so dilated right now? <laughs> yeah. Are you alive, Morgan? <laughs> Is that even you in there? You can actually see my eyes. They're not, you know, so tiny and closed. That's when you know I've had too much caffeine. We should do um, energy drink exorcisms. <laughs> EDEs. <laughs> Just take pictures of our pupils <laughs> dilating. Oh, the power of water compels you. The power of water compels you. Your body needs water. Uh, well, we have like some like not news, but like Sarah, how was your trip, man? Yeah, it was awesome. I went yeah. to Montana. We chose it because our friends went earlier this year, and the pictures were just gorgeous. And then after looking into it, I didn't think it would be very um, like populated. So mm-hmm. as far as like traveling with COVID right now, we thought like at least if we're going somewhere, we're not going to be like around a bunch of other people. So 600%. Mm-hmm. So we got there and it was 70 degrees oh. and that was on a Thursday. And then we left on Monday and it was seven degrees. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like seven. Zero. Seven. <laughs> that's a missouri weather right there it is missouri weather and i didn't pack a coat like if you look at pictures you can see i'm in a sweatshirt and like a jacket and a hat mm-hmm. clave bought gloves there because we didn't think it was going to be that cold like we thought it would hit maybe like 38 pretty cold S- seven mm-hmm. the day we went hiking like we did this <laughs> i told him it was gonna be a mile and a half <laughs> Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> so How long whoa. was it? Whoa. Well, let me just walk you through. So the first <laughs> sign you see, it says like um, one mile loop. And I was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is totally it. And then we get back and I was like, oh, there's no lake. He's like, oh, well, there's a sign. And then I get that look that guys give you when they realize <laughs> what you have done. <laughs> He's like, there's a sign for two miles up this hill to a lake, Sarah. Oh, or six no. miles this way. And I was like, oh, let's just do the two mile. Let's just let's just do it. 
And he's like, okay, all right, let's, it's going to be fine. It's going to be so pretty. And as we're going, he's like, does this loop or do we have to come two miles back down? And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Did you see a loop? Because I, uh, it might, it could loop. Why wouldn't it loop? <laughs> and then we start seeing people coming back and he's like, it doesn't look like it loops. And I was like, well, we are the loop. We're loopy. We're going up the house. and fruity loopies (laughs) yes so it is like going uphill and um he packed extra snacks like to eat which well no it is nice and i noticed that and i was like okay i also picked this weekend because i had some free time to pick up my book again on the donner party and i was like i'm really glad you bought extra snacks do you know what happened to the infamous donner party when they were out on the oregon trail and I was like giving all these like really terrible facts. And then we were passing these signs like, careful, you're in grizzly country. And I was like, oh, God, ah, wouldn't that be terrible? And he's like, yeah, all of this sounds terrible. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Just oh, enjoying nature, God. tormenting you on the inside. It was awesome, though. It was really pretty. Uh, yeah. And like- if Oh, go ahead, baby. I was just going to say, it looked like a, it didn't look real. Like, I felt like I was in a movie of Twilight, and then it would go to these yeah. beautiful, like, elf snow scenes. It was crazy. I'll say, if you want to see what it looked like, head over to our TikTok. Mm-hmm. Sinister mm-hmm. underscore sunrise underscore podcast. Yeah, they don't like spaces. I had to do underscores, but yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. check it out. Our, like, last two videos are her beautiful walking through the forest. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I will I will call out. Uh, Wes goes, hey, they, I think you were there. Like, I think you posted, like, a picture, like, Friday or Saturday. He's like, oh, Sarah and Andrew are in Montana. And I was like, mm-hmm. Like, just, yeah. And then, like, next day he's like, you know what we should do for our, our honeymoon? Montana. And I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so may or may not be going there <laughs> well okay if you like city better i would do colorado because montana it felt like i went back in time like 20 years we was also there, didn't go was there a no. spa oh oh o'reilly's yes um oh. <laughs> that was the name of the spa <laughs> uh-huh. no Ooh. i didn't even tell you the best part okay so in uh-huh. helena there's something called Broadwater Springs, and it only has three stars, but I think that's because there's some Karens in this world. Uh-huh. So what it is, it's some outdoor pools. There's like two levels of them, and they're all different um, natural minimal, mineral water, like from nice. the mountains, yeah, yeah, but they're yeah. all hot, and they're different temperatures. And then there's poolside drink service, and oh, there's a so- dry sauna, so you can get like dried off before you leave. And it only costs $15 a person. Stop number one. Ooh. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool, so cool, cool. 10 out of 10 recommend that. That was awesome. Nice. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. You hear that, listeners? Montana, some hot-ass springs. Check it oh, out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell them who sent you. Maybe they'll sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. It was such a good time. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I was Thank home. you. That's about it. Well, yeah. I'm happy for you too. Home's awesome. Thanks. You got a home. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It was great. It was so wonderful. Speaking I of homes, say. I think someone else uh, is going to have oh, a new home. It, oh, oh, it's, it's, up, up, up. it's not oh. me. It's not yes. Morgan. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Eric. Yes. 
Daglue, Daglue, Daglue is on fire. She bought a house. Yeah. yeah. Well, haven't Sorry closed yet, but yes, I will in the process. Well, actually, I guess when the time this comes out, I will have bought a house. Hell, so, fucking yeah. yeah, she yeah. has. Woo-hoo. She glued Damn. together pieces and put together her house. Woo! <laughs> 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 We're so proud of you, done it. Aaron. We love yeah. it. Yeah, I was at. <laughs> Thank you. I was at the point where I was like, I'm, oh gosh, I'm just going to get one of those tiny homes that are like $10,000 and just park it in the back of my parents' house and just hook up to the electric there. They'll never notice. Never. No. Nah. Uh-uh. I, I use my cricket to put on like camouflage. Like, oh no, exactly. just another tree out here. Mm-hmm. They would not care. Ugh. But yeah, thank you guys. But same no, over the weekend. Um, did nothing, but I did say Seth Rogen's tweet. I don't have Twitter, but I saw this posted was the best thing because I was drinking a lot on Saturday, and mm. he tweeted they did this shit on Saturday so we could get fucked up. Yes, <laughs> Wes read me there that too, and I was like, it took, mm, yes. mm-hmm. there is a reason it took so long. That was why. <laughs> Correct. No, the, one of the guys from Workaholics tweeted, and he's like, huh. So it's not Joel Biden. Learn something new. Welcome Ooh. to America. And I was oh. like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, as much as I would love to give a little summary of the festivities I may or may not have partaken in on Saturday, we won't dive into politics, but it was a good day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will say a lot of people in Montana were Trump people, mm-hmm. but no one acted weird. It was totally fine. So, because cool. yet again, there's only like five people in Montana. It seemed like. <laughs> yeah, there was one person in the spring. He was a little upset. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I heard a grizzly bear was kind of mad. It's fine. <laughs> Do you know they make bear spray? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. But also, as we drove through, I guess Montana is more of like a summer destination. So they had them all oh. like locked up, like we couldn't rent it or anything. And as we're walking through, huh. like I was making jokes, but I was looking in the woods like, ha, 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 bells, bells. This is me being a bell. Bears hear me. Because we saw a lady who had bells on her jacket. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's for the bears. And I was like, we don't have any bells. Like, how are they going to know we're coming? So I literally just kept chanting, bells, bells. <laughs> like they're and scared then, of the bells? I think it just lets them know you're coming. So you don't like surprise them. And then that's okay. when they would attack. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. They don't want you to encroach on their, especially if they got babies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, no. There's a rhyme. It's a bo- black Bra- fight back. Brown yeah. lie down. Yeah. White. Mm-hmm. Good night, because they're gonna kill you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 Wait. Brown lay down. All right. Cool. Yeah. Black. Gotta play dead. Blacks when you gotta like puff out your jacket and be like, I'm a bear too. <laughs> If you're a bear, I'm a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and then they, the bear lifts you up and you flap your arms out and it's a magical moment. Oh. God, that would be great. You know what else would be great? Is if we did Aaron's game. Yeah, what you- yes. Um, but first, this is Sinister <laughs> Sunrise, guys. I'm Aaron. I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. And this is episode 41. All right. So I had Megan help me out again because oh, I bless. was driving back to here after the gym. And I realized I messed, I've had so much going on that I forgot to ask her 
initially. So I gave her some options and we are going with a finish the lyric game. So how we, how we did it, she chose some songs. So I'm going to give you the song name, the title, and then who said it, I mean, excuse me, who sang it. And then I'm going to say the lyric and then you just have to finish it. Can you sing the lyric? I think I would fully understand better if there was a tune. Mm. See, I didn't know how I would do that. Also, I have no idea what they are. So So some of them you may not know. Okay. Oh man, this is gonna be hard then if you're if you're speaking it. That's harder. Okay. How many are there? (laughs) There are ten with a bonus in case we need the bonus one. Is it is it a word or is it a couple (laughs) words? Um, I would say it's just a word, but I would do maybe if you know a couple more, like a phrase. All right. You know, fill it in as much as you can. Okay. 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 It looks like it's just a word. Okay. 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 So (laughs) here is the first one. (laughs) Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. (laughs) So I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to ride till finish the lyric. So write it down. I don't be mad if I, okay. I may have to like mute my mic so I can hum this shit. <laughs> oh yeah. That's yeah. If you need to hum it, I would, I almost kind of like set, like set it to the tune. So, but when you're ready, I can do the second one. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You're I'm ready? ready. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, oh, okay. So she definitely has some, okay. Watermelon sugar by Harry Styles. So the part where he sings tastes like strawberries blank what does he say next ready for the next one mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> okay so this is a really short one but it's savage by megan the stallion <laughs> and but the part is it's the part where she says sassy moody finish it so megan didn't give us much megan didn't give us much on megan <laughs> yep <laughs> Megan. You you said sassy, moody. Moody. Okay. Got it. I oh. may have been, I was dancing, it's fine. Yes. Give me a second. Carol oh. Baskin. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. <laughs> I miss her. Can you guys believe? Oh, we talked about this in my work today. Can you believe Tiger King was this year? Wild. Feels like it was seven oh, years ago. Yeah. Yes. Probably because all of his outfits are 1980s themed. So mm-hmm. it kind of brings you back to a different time period anyway. Correct. Correct. Oof. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay. Number four. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, this is Your Song by Elton John. Ah, yes. I hope you don't mind that I put down in words how blank life is while you're in the world. Okay. Good choices, Meg. On that one, the word you're looking for is ratchet. (laughs) (laughs) How ratchet life is now that you're in the world. Mm -hmm. Bootylicious also is a good word. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, okay. Number five. Is get the party started by Pink. So the lyric goes, get this party started on a Saturday night. Everybody's waiting for me to blank. (laughs) My girl. (laughs) 
I can picture this music video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has like, you know, it was the, the time when uh, like her, Christina Aguilera, they, I mean, their kukas were about to pop out the top of their jeans. They were so low. <laughs> I saw something that said those are going to come back in style. And I said, please, God, I've asked you for nothing. Do not let those come back no. in style. High-waisted trend. I'm good with it. No, no, no. We're not, we're not reverting. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm too curvy for that. Please, no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oof. Number six. All Star by Smash Mouth. <laughs> Somebody once told me the world was going to roll me. I ain't the blank tool in the shed. Oh, I made that easy. This used to be the song um, with our dare program. The what? Yeah, we had. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if everyone had this, but the dare program, you know, like don't do drugs. Yeah, I was poofing at the at the song, not the program. Oh. <laughs> we would sit crisscross <laughs> applesauce in our gymnasium, and then we would all like there was like this. Whoa, sorry, I got really riled up. I knocked my mic over. There was like this special dance you would do, because you know only losers do drugs. So a uh. big L on their forehead because they did drugs. Ah. Uh. Yeah. A lot of people in my high school went on to do drugs. Imagine that. So. Hmm. Shocking. Same here. Hmm. <laughs> the song didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. Oh, yes. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but you guys probably know the song. It's the Somebody That I Used to Know song by mm-hmm. G-O-Y-T-E. I don't Go-ye. know how to pronounce. Goat yay. See, good thing I didn't. Good thing I didn't say it. Okay. That's so how I've this heard part- it. Okay. This part says, but you treat me like a stranger and that blank. <laughs> oh my God. Please hold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Bam. Mm, got my. I sang that full out just now. <laughs> okay. I'm not losing this. I'm, I'm like so intense right now. <laughs> I take this very seriously. I wish it would still record my end. Well, not really because I, I don't want you to hear me like humming and stuff, but I just like really was like, oh, that's a throwback song too. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That is a good song. Yeah. Number eight is Sucker by Jonas Brothers. Noise. Mm-hmm. I've been dancing on top of cars and stumbling out of blank. Got it. There's I know. Got it. Megan needs to up the difficulty level next time. No, I love this difficulty level. This is an attainable level. <laughs> Probably yeah, I'll two. be curious if we I'll be curious if we need the last one. <laughs> I'll say it anyway. <laughs> At the end if we don't need it. Yeah. Okay, number nine, Seven Rings by Ariana Grande. Oh pfft. fuck me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I think you'll get this one. My wrist stop watching. My neck is blank. I don't like her, so you guys may have just won. <laughs> I've actually heard bad things about her as a person. Yeah. She's not good. Sorry. If to be fair, I've never met her. Yeah. yeah. 
Sorry if we lost a listener. I know. She's fine. She's fine. I just. We can even it out. I like her. So. Okay. There there we go. Mm -hmm. Someone's on every team. Yep. Yep. Again, Mm -hmm. never met her. So I don't have any personal beef. She has great hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the last one before we count up. Well, I read the answers. Um, Like a G6 by Far East Movement. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) First fraternity party I ever went to, this song was playing in the dorms. And I was like, yeah. I am not surprised. Like, I was also in high school, but that's a different story. Oh, my God. Don't tell my mom. (laughs) Told her I went to my grandma's. (laughs) (laughs) This part of the song is popping bottles in the ice like a blizzard. When we drink, we do it right. Getting blank. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think this is the word. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. At least I'm not alone. <laughs> I think that song has quite a few, like, eh, words. Like, you may have made that up. Yeah, there's not in the Webster's Dictionary. No. 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 Should we do 10 now, or are we waiting? No, I was going to look at them now. Okay. Right, as long as you don't see, we'll see number 11. Okay. Oh, that's true. Um, That's true. Woo! Sorry. I mean, if you want to do 11, we can do 11. I hit put it on me. my mic. Yeah, put it on me. Let's go. I mean, this will be a good one because I'm trying to remember this song. Um, let's just go ahead and do number 11. It's Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Fuck my life. Okay. <laughs> so we could add this to the total if we need to. So okay. this part goes, and all the other boys try to blank me, but here's my number. Call me maybe. Okay. So don't add this to your total just yet. Can you repeat? Can you repeat it? I'm so sorry. Can you repeat that, please? Mm-hmm. And all the other boys try to blank me, but here's my number. Call me, maybe. Cool. I had to sing it while you said it. All right, cool. I'm good. Okay, everyone good? Everyone yeah. have answers down? <laughs> Looking back yeah. at the list, I have no idea what any of the songs are. Like, I'm just like, I've scribbled some shit down. I'm like, oh, wait, that, okay. I know number three for sure. Mm-mm-mm. But I know, right. That's the one I don't know, I think. Ooh. Ooh. Let us begin. Number okay. One. Um, number one is I Can't No More. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Wait, number what was the two. song? What was the song? Um, oh, Ride Till I Can't No More. Okay. Yep. Number two was On a Summer Evening. <laughs> yep. Yeah, mama. On a summer evening. Number three was nasty. Ah, you damn no. straight. You mm. damn straight it was. Mm. I had nasty, oh. cross it out, put ratchet, cross it out, put nasty, cross it out, put ratchet again, circled it. Guess what? That's what I, I put ratchet to. <laughs> Number four should be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Number five is arrive. Number six, sharpest. Set that one up. Seven, feels so rough. Eight, bars. Nine, flossin. Ah, son of a bitch. My neck, flossin. My neck, See, at first I put flossy, and I'm like, I don't think that's correct, so. (laughs) All right, here we go. Yes, 10 is slizzard. Like Whee! lizard, but slizzard. Got it. Is it spelled S-I-S-L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D? 
Yeah. Woo! I never spell anything right. Okay. So. Same. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Let's go around and see everyone's count. Six. Okay. I got six, too. Nine. Nice. Rhyme. Nice. All right. Aaron, what'd you get for 11? Um, so 11 is chase. I wrote date. I wrote play. Oh. <laughs> well, is this the exact same thing as last week? You guys kind of. <laughs> up to you. Would you like you me do? to think of a song? We could do that. Or rock, paper, scissors. Because our stories this week actually kind of go together. So. Okay. Oh, oh, my God. oh then that's fine. What yeah. is there an order you guys already have picked out? Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Wait. So it's fair and there's not a delay. Put your hands down. Holstered. Oh, God. Okay. Pick what you have, and then on three, you'll raise it. Okay. Uh, oh. I see what you're saying. Okay. Okay. okay one, got it. two, three. Oop, sorry. This is what it did. Sarah got it. Boom. Okay. Cool. Oh, does that mean I'm going first? Son of a bitch. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we take that out. There was a time we would brag about going first <laughs> back in our youths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now that we've seen the Oregon Trail, things are different. Back about 31 episodes ago? Yeah. All right. I, uh, I'm going to be quite honest with you. I knew we were recording tonight, and then uh, I did my research last night. So okay. bear with me. It sh- the idea struck me, and I just went with it. Okay? So mm-hmm. it's not mermaids again. Take a breath, everyone. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Episode I would f- die, though. <laughs> <laughs> mermaids round two. No, I'm saving that for like when I'm really hungover on like my birthday or something. So okay. <clears throat> don't be mad, okay? Don't be mad. <laughs> my, uh, I'm not going to say my topic until later. <clears throat> Can you guys hear me okay? Uh Mm, I think I might need to go get some more wine. Okay. Woo. Mm. <clears throat> Since Aaron gets to send chills down our spines each week, I thought I would do a topic just for her. Haunted houses. Hey. hey. Ah. Uh, so either last episode or a few episodes back, I know we asked each other, do sellers have to disclose a death when selling a home? Well, I've got your answers. According to Investopedia.com, quote, each state will have a slightly different requirement for disclosure. Excuse me. In Texas, for example, deaths from, quote, natural causes, suicides, or accidental unrelated to the property uh, do not have to be disclosed. Uh, This is a quote from Jim Olinbush. He is a Texas real estate broker. However, also in Texas, uh, the seller is required if a death was related to the condition of the property or violent crimes. Um, The example that they give on this website was if you have a swimming pool and someone drowned in the pool and you and it was because quote unquote you didn't have like the proper safety fence around your pool you'd have to disclose that even if you fixed the fence so 
Mm-hmm. Sad, sad, but factual. Um, attorney Matthew Reicher states, quote, there are no states in which there is legal obligation to disclose the death of a person who has deceased under natural causes. However, some states impose a duty on a stigmatized home or apartment in which there has been suicide or murder. Some states even go as far as to impose an affirmative duty on the seller if they have knowledge that their home is haunted, a.k.a. I didn't know what affirmative duty was, so you bet your bottom I looked that up. Thank according you. To, according to translegal.com, <laughs> it is defined as an affirmative duty as, quote, a legal obligation that requires some effort to satisfy. Basically, it's saying, like, yo, be a good person. It's your, quote, human obligation and duty oh. to, like, let them know. Like, you, I guess technically I could, like, take you to a court of law because you, quote, didn't uh, have affirmative duty. But... Mm-hmm. Be a, if just be a good person and tell someone if you if you are knowing, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it is also called out that some states do have to disclose if directly asked. Nolo.com uh, does confirm that murder, suicide, or felony do not have to be disclosed in Missouri. So uh, <clears throat> not to super triangulate our location, I think we've mentioned a, almost every episode that we live in Missouri. So sorry, Aaron. Uh, don't know if you directly asked your uh, seller or your realtor, but uh, nah, I think we're good. Cool, <laughs> cool, cool. Because so, she will be doing the murdering. Uh, no, that's a nice house, man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'd get I'm a house not staying in that carpet, homie. Woo! No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I paid for the extra pile. No way in the hell am I getting that dirty. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> so yes, in summary. It seems that most states are, unless it's like a brutal crime took place, which honestly I think would be kind of like, I search the address, it should come up on Google type of thing. Then mm-hmm. they're not legally obligated unless directly asked, aka if I like ask my realtor to ask the seller's realtor. So kind of a bummer, kind of not. Don't know if you want to know, but you can ask. <laughs> Dang it. So I've been looking at houses and I told you guys I looked at one on Halloween day. Mm-hmm. And I danced around it like, why are they selling? Did any, like, what's going on? How old's the house? Like, instead of being like, was anyone murdered here? Gotta be I direct. Have to literally say. Yeah. Okay. Great. I mean, you could, I mean, I think, is, and it's, I think it's mostly like, from what I could understand, like, if the seller knows. So, like, if the house is 200 years old, maybe they don't know what happened 70 years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's fair. You know? So. Um, I did uh, take a look at some stories for my topic today. Mm. So two personal, a couple from a website. So here we go. A New York Times article that I found was called Quarantining with a Ghost? Question mark. It is scary. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Honestly, I'd read the whole article. There was a lot. I'm not a huge reader. I do a lot of research for this podcast, but I'm not a huge reader. It was a good article, so you, I would recommend looking it up. Um, but yeah, New York Times, quarantine with a ghost. It is scary. So <clears throat> a husband and wife live in a home, 
And due to the pandemic uh, and the wife being a nurse uh, who was working nights, the husband started using the guest bathroom uh, in the mornings to get ready because his wife was, again, working overnights. Uh, so she could, like, you know, stay asleep. Uh, apparently they were aware of their ghost before, um, but things escalated as uh, their ghost didn't like the husband uh, using the guest bathroom shower. And it started off just like nonchalant, but one day he was taking the shower and it went ice cold. All right, did the normal like, shoot, ah, let me grab the handles. Like, is it is it the pipes? Is it blah, blah? The, it was two separate knobs and the hot water knob was turned off. So, like, if you have, if you've ever seen a shower like that, like, sometimes it has, like, the knob in the middle to do, Mm -hmm. like, shower to bath, and then, like, hot cold. The cold was on still, and the hot was off. So, it's, like, a little bit of a rude ghost, but take that as you will. Or was he being rude and fogging up her bathroom during her morning routine? Okay, girl, right? It was the guest bathroom. You are so right. She's probably going to mm-hmm. see her eyeshadow. She was like, mm-hmm. rude, can you mm-hmm. just give him a dose of his own medicine? I mean, you're right. You are right. So. That's crazy. On. I know. And also, <laughs> I mean, one, a cold shower alone just scares me to my core. So like being in the middle of a hot one and then it being like, Psh, just kidding. No, no, thank you. <laughs> it's actually supposed to be very healthy for you. Or so, I don't know. It's supposed to have some benefits. I've tried it a couple times. But, I mean, when it's, like, getting to be cold, I mean, this week's been crazy. But getting to be cold outside now, no. Yeah. It has to be burning my skin off for me to enjoy it. Correct. Mm-hmm. I better come out, like, a nice shade of hot pink when I step out of mm-hmm. that shower. Yes. But, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. And I, I'm sure, like, it kind of wakes you up a little bit more. And on a hot day, hell, yeah, nothing oh, feels yeah. better than a cold shower. But, like... When I'm taking a nice shower and it just goes cold. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I want to be in control of the temperature. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I found another story. <clears throat> uh, and this one, I don't know. I just, I found it not more credible, but a little bit scarier because it was from realtor.com. So if you haven't <gasps> heard of that, it's like a national like realtor site. And Brad Pauly is a realtor and shared his experience. Uh, So he was showing a house to a potential buyer, walking him around room to room. He hadn't been there before. So he was just kind of like opening his binder and like talking him through what rooms they were in. Like, oh, yeah, this is the kitchen. Oh, yeah, really? Because there's a fridge and a sink in here? Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) and (laughs) they get to one of the back bedrooms, and it was just kind of dark. had navy blue walls. The second Brad says he walked in there, he looked around, and he could not breathe to the point where he had to leave. He's like, told the seller, "I, I I need some air. Stepped outside and finished the tour and ended it however he was still upset with the way that room made him feel and brad did some digging and exactly two weeks before that showing someone had committed suicide in the dark navy blue room oh whoa yeah and he didn't know that beforehand nope Ooh. I mean, I get it. Like some, sometimes if, especially if you're a really good realtor, you're like, you've got a bunch of clients, you've got, 
you're showing them what potentially five homes a showing on a good time like you mm-hmm. can't I can't remember everything about everything but like mm-hmm. if he just was like rushing to get to his next appointment like could have missed a note or maybe they didn't say anything well, also, so, yeah, yeah, you just said mm-hmm. they don't have to disclose suicides, and those aren't going to be well, like reported in papers if they're not someone exactly like, big yeah. and important. Yeah, I mean, shoot, sometimes it doesn't even say that in a in a eulogy. It just says like mm-hmm. they're at peace. So, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and then I have two stories. Um, one is a is my story, and the other is my stepmom. So. My brief story is <laughs> my where I lived before this house was an apartment really close to my house with uh, my friend, Jana, and um, it was a great apartment. It was like you walked in, decent-sized kitchen, living room was really large, walk-out, sliding glass door, and then two rooms on opposite side of the living room. Like, you guys have been there. So it yeah. was just like perfect roommate apartment. Yes. I, it was great. So obviously we were roommates. They were roommates. And we were <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to. Um, we hung out a lot while we were in the apartment. One night we had just been drinking wine, hanging out. We I had my, I don't want to say it in case anyone's things goes off, but the echo, Amazon Echo. Um, and we were listening to music on it and it all of a sudden we were just like laughing and blah 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 and all of a sudden the music stops and I was like okay the fuck like I'm trying to jam ho and I looked at it my phone I'm connected to wi-fi on my phone I'm like that's weird I'm like I don't want again I don't want to say the the name echo like play music or whatever whatever the fuck we were doing like play what we were just doing and it goes and like has this static noise a red ring I have never had an echo make a red ring. It had a red ring around the top and it was like, boom, like, you know, that noise it makes when it's like an alert and it like did the static noise again and it was like disconnected, but it was not the Alexa voice. I swear on my body. Then I'm like, echo stop. And it's still circling red and all of a sudden it cuts to a heavy metal song and the song is like rah, 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 death upon you rah, 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 death like I sw- yes we would joke a lot previous to this that we had a ghost like I don't even remember the ghost's name to be honest but like we would joke like when nothing really ever happened but we'd be like oh it wouldn't be so funny if this apartment was haunted and then that happened we did not joke about it again yeah I know from like other experiences and hearing podcasts and other stories that like they love to interfere with technology so like again could have been a fluke thing but it was really really weird so luckily she did stop after that so yeah mm. oh, oh to be and, um just to hear we were listening to spotify on my iphone and it was like my songs or like a playlist of mine and i don't listen to metal so <laughs> i was expecting cardi b and i got death upon you by whatever so that is crazy though yeah yeah it was a lot um my next little story um I kind of just jotted down notes as she was talking to me yesterday so I'm sorry if I just like spout in random facts here but I just want to give you the overall so um if you I, I feel like a lot of our listeners are our friends but my dad and my stepmom 
uh, got divorced, so she moved out of state and stayed with a friend of hers for a couple months before she found her house. Um, I found out that the house she was staying at with her friend was haunted. Um, it was on uh, the grounds where they hung Confederate soldiers back in the day. And in the home, two elderly women died in the home before her friend bought it. Um, There's constantly cold spots. Um, They see shadows. Uh, While my stepmom was there, um, she's like, I never, I like told her a little bit about sleep paralysis. And she's like, I've never had that. But one night, a presence was on top of her, pushing down on her chest to where she couldn't breathe. She finally was able to break free, jumped up, flipped on the light, and there was nothing there except an indent on the end of the bed like someone was sitting there. Oh, no. Ew. Oh, no. No, yeah. no, no. She's like, I slept with my rosary every night after that. So, yeah. Woo. Oh, also, while... I'm going to jump back to her, the house she moved into after this. But while we were on the phone talking about this, we were all good up until she started talking about this shadow presence that was on her and my phone and like her phone started breaking up. Like we were fine. She was sitting in her house. I'm sitting in my house. I'm not moving. And it's like, yeah. Oh, that's really creepy. Yeah. I did. I was like, I was like, Hey, am I breaking up to you? She's like, no. And I was like, "Mm, cool. Great. (laughs) I have fucking goosebumps. Yeah. So, As if living or staying in her friend's haunted house wasn't enough, um, her dream was to live on a body of water or at least close to it. So she found a home near a lake and it came with a really excellent price. And that was because uh, the man who owned it before her killed himself in the house. So when I say killed himself in the house right before I mean, she walked in for the tour, moved the bed frame, and saw blood on the wall. What? Yeah. So, had to hire a company to clean that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's a braver woman than I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If, like, if there's, like, I'm fine with a ghost, but if there's, like, residual f- death, like, no, 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 thank you. Mm. No, thank you. So... Um, apparently this person was not very good in his life. Um, he embezzled like a hundred thousand dollars from, um, like, like the, um, what's it called? Like town hall in Tennessee, somewhere, some small like city in Tennessee. Um, so yeah, not great. Good, not great. And, um, was like cheated on his wife, like just not overall, not a good person. She did notice like right when she moved in um her first night there she could hear doors like closing and like just mm. creaks and like she's like i tried really hard to just like sum it up to like new house it's you know new sounds mm-hmm. but she's like it's someone she's like it sounded like someone was walking around my house i'm like Bleh. no thank you no, um no, no. another piece of this lovely home is the fact that it was made on indian burial grounds um one time she was outside, um, also at night she would hear it. She would hear, at first she heard like a humming sound, like, hmm. And she was like, is that my dishwasher? Like, she got up and tried to like debunk it. And then like as nights would go on, it was literal chanting. Like my my stepmom was like, I don't mean to be rude, but like 
and I don't mean to sound derogatory if this is not right, but like, you know, like, like literal Native American typical chanting. Is this only at her house? Like yes. neighbors? Has she I'm asked- so sorry. She, I, I don't know. Her, her house was very spread out from her neighbors. Okay. Like yeah. distance between them. I know one of them did say they've heard chanting. Okay. I don't know about the other stuff. Um, mm-hmm. When this was all going down, she did like during the day, like walk. There's like a creek behind her house. And she walked back there because like, People did say, like, they did confirm, yes, this is on an Indian burial ground. We'll walk by the creek and we find arrowheads and bits of pottery and, like, you know, typical stuff you would find. Mm -hmm. And the weird thing was is she's like, I would go back by my creek and, like, all around there was these big crows. Just, like, and she's like, I felt like it was, like, an omen. Just, like, these nasty crows, like, always circling my house and, like, Mm -hmm. circling my yard. And, like... Of course, there's obviously some na- some natural phenomenon that could obviously debunk that. It just doesn't add to the creepy factor here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, again, things just kind of started, go- like, upticking at home. Um, so she did um, one night <laughs> see a man in um, a piece of furniture that was left at the house. There was a recliner that was left in the living room and saw the outline of a man. And so she was like, nope, that's got to go. Got rid of that. Um, And this is where I just think, like I've mentioned it before, like you have to show that you are not afraid or that you have power over the situation, that you were in control because um, she did buy salt and circle her house with it. She's like, I'm sure, again, sure my neighbors thought I was crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, for like two to three months, she felt this presence and it was just like hanging there. So she finally started speaking out loud to him and saying like, you need to go. This is my house now. Like, you're not welcome here anymore. And just like really try to bring it to fruition. Previous, when she first moved in, again, those first like two to three months, she had a friend who wouldn't even step foot in the house because she's very sensitive to that stuff. And she's like, I just, it's so negative. I can't even be here. And finally, my stepmom was like, I think I have, you know, had him go away. I haven't heard anything. And she walked in, her friend walked in and was like, what did you do? He's gone. And she's like, I told him, I told him he's got to go, like either find the light or get out. And (laughs) her friend has been fine since. So yeah, Um, it's just overall like crazy experience. Um, I have stayed at the house once and I didn't really feel anything. But again, if she Mm -hmm. was, you know, confronted this spirit and told him to leave, then I guess he left. I mean, it's definitely weird to be in that room, but yep. I didn't have to sleep in that room. And that was my sister. But yeah, so oh, wow. overall. <laughs> love you, Hannah. Love Sorry, you, I'm Hannah. not laughing that happens laughing. I was expecting it to be her master bedroom or something. And I was like, oh God, oh. how do you sleep there every night? Yeah, mm-hmm. no. And all, it's so crazy. It's like a tiny little A-frame house, but there was two bedrooms on the main floor. Both had full bathrooms. Then there was wow. a like loft and there was a full bathroom up there. I was like, what is go- this be- like nicer than my house? What the heck? But yeah, mm-hmm. so overall- you never know what's going on in Mississippi because that's where the house is. Um, but yeah, so my uh, my stepmom did say the house she stayed in with her friend before uh, she moved into her house that I am welcome to call the, her friend the owner and have a just 
story time. And I was like, mm, might have to take you up on that. So that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I'm sorry, Aaron. I just, I had to get you cause I'm never going to have the opportunity to do it again. So no, that was great. I think <laughs> you and your uh, stepmom's friend need to tag team and be a paranormal realtors because <laughs> ne- next time I'm looking for a house, which will be never. <laughs> yeah. You want to haunt At least not for a very long time. <laughs> it's so funny. My stepmom is a realtor. So what? <laughs> Hey, yeah. Yeah. How about that? How about that? And with that, my haunted houses topic is finito. Ladies. Because Aaron lives in a haunted house. (laughs) Please don't. I don't need that. Is your Ouija board going with you to the new house? Mm -hmm. I think it's still at Morgan's. I think it should stay at Morgan's. uh, I think it's going to your house. We should put it in a creepy attic. I was just going to say, we need to get a glass case for it. Oh, my God. Like, let's go full hocus pocus on this. Like, your book. (gasps) Yeah. It's a decorative piece, wherever you want to put it. It can be in my bar. That's fine. I have a bar in the Yeah. Set it in the bar. So, like, you set your drinks on it. And if it ever moves, then you'll know it's not anyone messing with it because it's in a glass case. Mm-hmm. Mm. Put a shot glass True. over it and it just moves around. Mm-hmm. Give me beer. Could happen. Could happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I'm a whiskey person. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shots. <laughs> you sober bitch. <laughs> Speaking of our game, it just was like lemon drops, buttery nipples, jello shots. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Missed opportunity, Megan. Uh, <laughs> that's my kind of ghost, though. If she, if he mm-hmm. could spell out some shots, we could make them for you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Oh yeah. Ugh. Alrighty. So it is my turn, ladies. I used PsychCentral.com, Wikipedia, my favorite lady, NCJRS.gov, CNN.com, and the BBC.com. So oh, today. Girl. I am covering family annihilators. Oh, no. It's a heavy episode, a heavy episode. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, this is where someone um, kills their whole family. Yay. <laughs> it's a relatively <sighs> new classification of killer. And up until recently, it was lumped in with familicide, which is where you kill multiple members of your family. Not all, but more than one. I don't like that word. It sounds like it's toxic, which it is. So actually, that makes sense. Like you would put it to kill your weeds. Yeah. Yes. Made by Monsanto. (laughs) Um, So generally, when you think of someone who commits familicide and just in case um, I don't sound correctly, it's F-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-D-E. So family side, basically. You would normally look at someone who's middle-aged, a non-Hispanic white man. And these are also common types of family annihilators. So they're very similar. But whenever someone commits familicide, you're also going to expect to see someone who is possessive and jealous. This person would have a history of domestic violence. They have access to guns, most likely. There may be a stepchild in the family that tends to throw off the dynamic in this person's mind. Or they may have had some recent estrangement with their wife and kids. 
So while my topic is family annihilators and not familicide, it is important to see why they were lumped together because they are similar, but they're not the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, family annihilation is newer to the public eye and it is relatively rare, but it may seem more common than it really is due to media coverage of these cases. An inf- infamous one that just happened out in Colorado was the Watts family. <laughs> and that is where, yeah. The dad. Sorry, that was me. That was not a demon. Okay. Mm, it could be a demon because he is terrible. Um, <sighs> for anyone who hasn't been on Netflix or the TikTok or anywhere, it's where the dad, Chris Watts, <laughs> murdered his pregnant wife and two daughters. Ugh. So Ugh. it is. it makes me sick. Um, and I just want to take a deep dive into it because it's becoming more and more common. Of all the cases studied, over half of them have occurred in the last 20 years. Whoa. So anything after 2000. Ugh. In all fairness, some studies did only look at 1980 to now. So when you say a little over half, it's kind of split. But some did go back to the 50s and before. And okay. also you got to take into account some of them have been um, misclassified as familicide or something else. So Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was going to say maybe they might – they didn't know it was that till recently yes but regardless it has been on the rise which is nice and scary so a few (laughs) stats about family annihilator well actually do you guys have any guesses like you know what kind of demographics do you think do this like what type of people yeah i mean you're both drinking so if you get it wrong just take a drink well i have a i have can i make two comments yeah so my again it's me you don't have to like relate it Mm -hmm. one well, this is just a comment. The Chris Watts shit, if you haven't watched that on Netflix, and if you think you know the case, watch it. Because there is so much that that show... I'm getting I'm getting emotional just talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. the show shit. is called uh, An American Murder, The Family Next yeah. Door, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought I knew that case because I had like seen it when it first came out and was super into true crime then. Watching mm-hmm. that. <sighs> I don't know. It guys. makes you angry. I have, ugh, I get goosebumps just talking about it. Okay, and my number two, I obviously listen to a lot of podcasts and true crime and blah, blah. We're all into the same kind of stuff here. There's one case, and I feel very bad that I don't remember, like, their names or anything. Maybe you guys know it. There was a guy who, he had two children. I think they were two boys, and I think they got taken away from him because something i know exactly what you're talking about i and i are they young children yeah house fire yeah it was like a bomb Ooh, ooh. okay so the guy i don't know if he like if the mom like the mom did she die i don't know what happened i feel bad but like if he if the mom was still alive and he trapped these fucking poor children in his house and bombed it or caught it on fire whatever it may be if because like, when does it become family uh, annihilation versus familicide? Because, like, if they're, if the mom was in the picture, if he killed his kids, is it technically family annihilator? Um, he actually was because his wife was dead. I don't think they could prove he did it, and they were threatening to take his kids away. That okay. is, that's the case you're talking mm-hmm. about. So family yeah, annihilation. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Actually, hold on to that because we can classify it here in a minute. So, oh, God. Okay. All right. I'm just going to go through these stats. Um, okay. 83% of perpetrators are male. So yes, oh, females do it, but it is not very common. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Um, 
mostly reported would be white men between the ages of late 20s to late 30s. Oh, wow. August is the most common month for this to happen for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know why, but it is. Um, Just under half of all family annihilations happened on weekends, especially on Saturdays. Also, the way people go about family annihilation is brutal. Like, I don't think any death is, like, calm, but Mm -hmm. you're going to see stabbings, shootings, carbon monoxide poisoning, strangling. One man jumped off a roof with his kids in his arms. (gasps) So, to me, it's all, like, a very much a control thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yes. Yeah. So, another classification Mm -hmm. that family annihilators was lumped in with until recently was spree killers which is someone who kills two or more people within a short period of time. And again, I can see why you would lump them in. So in both categories, the attackers are killing multiple people with little to no cooling off period. And that just means no time in between their kills. But once you get... I'll say, especially if you only had familicide, like you didn't have Mm -hmm. the bigger bigger umbrella part, it makes sense that it would be Mm -hmm. spree Mm -hmm. kills, barf, 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 barf. It's so weird to put them in like into these terms because it kind of separates you from what's really happening. But in every single thing I'm talking about, people are dying for no reason other than someone wanted to control a situation. So it is all mm-hmm. terrible. But I'm going to just keep using these terms to get through this. Um, so in both categories, attackers are killing people with little to no cooling off period. But that's where the comparisons stop. Um Spree killers usually kill random people, and family annihilators unfortunately kill loved ones. A spree killer is usually based on the idea that someone just snaps, like one day something pushes them over the edge. And they're also associated with the idea that the perpetrator will have a standoff with the police, like they want the most drama out of this. That's how they're Mm. going out in a blaze of fury. Okay. With a family annihilator, you will not see that aggressive standoff. In 81% of cases, the parent who harms the family will try to commit suicide afterwards. 81%? Yes. Wow. Okay. And to date, there are no recorded police standoff cases with a family annihilator. Wow. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Also, there is no clear sign that one thing would make a family annihilator snap, so to speak. Um, based on many of these men's careers, researchers have estimated that by all accounts, the perpetrator is very pleased with life. They are successful in their careers, anywhere from surgeon to police officer to marketing execs. Like, There's no one field. Um, based on suicide notes or interviews with relatives, the most common reason for these horrible, and I want to underline the word horrible acts was not that they snapped instead it usually had to do with um a family breakup of some kind and this accounts for 66 percent of all cases so every six out of 10 cases almost seven Hmm. um and that would be any like domestic issues such as divorce or access to children the second most common reasoning was financial difficulties and this was followed only by honor killings and mental illness But I would argue they are all battling with some mental illness, to be fair. But um, with that being said, there have been a few studies in the last decade that showed that there were four types of family annihilators. And so we're going to get into those. We have self-righteous, the disappointment, anomic, and paranoid. Which you, 
if you're trying to make like a name for it, it could be like pads, P-A-D-S, but whatever. So the first one is, I was trying to make a way for it to be easy to remember. And then, well, actually, no, it just occurred to me. I don't really want it to be easy to remember. So forget it. Um, <laughs> just don't do it. That's what you should remember. Don't do it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the Chad Daniels stand up anybody by chance? He's like a no. t- storytelling comedian. I'm old. I don't know anything. Mm-mm. Well, he has a 17-year-old son. He's like, sometimes leaves the house and all to say, stay safe, don't rape. And he's like, and people get weird, but I feel like we need to say that more often. Hey, don't remember, that should never be an idea in your head. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, girls, your shorts are too short. Don't rape anybody. Like, oh just my don't God. do it. My yeah. friend my friend sent me a TikTok today, and it was like, um, it was two little girls, and it was like, um, oh shit, how does it go? Oh no, it was like, um... <laughs> don't it's like you know patty cake patty cake Mm -hmm. yeah it was like don't be polite to don't be polite to men that creep you out don't be polite to men that creep you out yeah you don't owe them oh my god it was so good all my friends were like why didn't i learn about this before i'm like i'm gonna teach my girls that bow show absolutely absolutely so all right that being said don't kill anyone (laughs) Correct. But from the ones we have seen, here we go. Number one, most common is the self-righteous. This one is where you're going to blame your, not you, sorry, this type of, I'm not even going to put that on anybody. These people blame their partner for their own failures. Example, I could have been a doctor if she didn't want to get married and have kids. Now I have no time. Eh. Eh. Excuses. Or blame them for their children's failures or expectations that simply aren't being met. These types of family annihilators may phone his spouse. And I'm going to use like the he, his pronoun just for, for this because so many of them are male. But the I'll majority. get to females. They they do this stuff as well. But Yeah, that's fair. He. Um, sometimes he will phone his spouse in order to tell them what he's about to do like to his children or anything. So for these individuals, yes, their breadwinner status is central to the idea of to, sorry, their ideal of a family, like what they think a family should be. Basically they aren't quote unquote happily married and they, Oh, I thought you were dropping it. Like get out. No, sorry. Um, I was, I accidentally touched it and it rolled off my notebook. I'm so (laughs) I'm sorry. I I am upset. (laughs) Even my pen pen. thinks this is bullshit. (laughs) Yes. It's done. (laughs) Yes, they think if they could just get rid of that pesky ball and chain that's holding them back from the life they were supposed to lead, then they would feel better. Actually, they would be better and they would be happy because, you know, it's the wife's fault. How fucked up is that? Yep. The self-righteous killers are also usually dramatic. They may choose significant dates like Father's Day to commit their crimes. Oh, oh, no, thank you. And in the moment, they feel like they are losing control. So the only solution is to take ultimate control and to kill them. That's barfy, man. I would put Chris Watts in this um, category, by the way. Mm -hmm. But it's so weird because he like didn't even like take pride in it until the end. You know. They don't have to necessarily. It's just the way you would view your familial situation. That's actually kind keep, of a good. They thing. keep it all right here, all at the in their own brains. Yes. Okay, that makes. Thank you. 
So the second one, no, thank you. I'm actually it's something similar to that in a second. So disappointed is number two. They think they do everything for their family, even sacrificing their wants and needs to better their family. I'm making this dramatic because I fucking hate all this. Or I'm freaking, I freaking <laughs> hate all this. Dramatic. I'm sorry, mom. I just, <laughs> I'm not someone who's ever quick to anger. So these kind of topics, they're fascinating to me. And they also drive me insane because to me, there is always 35 more different ways to handle this. Yes. It's, it's called divorce. <laughs> divorce, a man cave, a summer home. Like there are a million options you have. Oh, girl. You could we'll go the it. therapy. You mm-hmm. can literally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So yeah, this person <clears throat> thinks they do everything for their family, but somehow after all of his hard work, his stinking family is ungrateful. Which to be <sighs> fair, I can see how a child will not always be like, thank you, mommy, for dinner on the table. Like, yes, some yeah. things they are going to come to expect, but also as a mature adult, you have to understand that is the way a child thinks. Like they rely on you. It's called being a parent. They may not say thank you until they're 16 or 18. Like, I'm not a parent, so maybe this is easier for me. But, like, I just know I was kind of a snot kid, and I can see why someone would think, like, wow, you're ungrateful. But guess Mm -hmm. what? My parents would sit me down and say, like, hey, you know, this costs money. Like, we need you to do X, Y, Z. Like, you know what? Maybe I have an unfair advantage. I was actually raised, like, let's sit down and talk about why you need to change your behavior. So Mm -hmm. I'll take a step back. It's fine whatever. Okay. So this killer believes that his family has let him down or has acted in ways to undermine or destroy his vision of an ideal family life. An example of this would be children are not following the traditional religious or cultural customs that the father thinks they should. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Third, paranoid. This one to me makes the most sense and I'll get to it. So This person will kill their family in order to protect them from something, and it could be real or imagined. And I would put Andrea Yates in this category. Do you guys know about her at all? She drowned her kids in the bathtub. She did. So technically, she is not a family annihilator. She didn't kill her husband, but she did, unfortunately, drown all five of her children in 2001. It's terrible, but she did this because she thought it was the only way to save them from eternal damnation. Um, she had also been in and out of treatment for postpartum depression and other possible psychological mm. illnesses. I was so, just going to ask. She was a very smart person, honestly. And Erin, maybe if you can cover her one of these times. I find her case really fascinating just because you can see she did kind of try to get help in the way she could. Like they were in a very mm. strict religious situation. So it was a whole thing. But yeah, basically her brain was not playing nice with the real world. And so... This is what happened. So the last one is anomic and not atomic, but anomic, A-N-O-M-I-C. And these are your more atypical cases. And that is because this is the one that really has to do with economic circumstances. So in the mind of our killer, his family has become linked to the results of his economic successes. So basically he sees his family as a way to display achievements, which on the surface I don't want to bash anyone for because we all want to provide for our families and give them the best, but this is a step further. So the downfall happens when a monetary crisis occurs. So because now the family no longer serves that purpose of being like a trophy. Now it's kind of reflecting on what he can't provide for them. So 
yeah, everything that this person has come to depend on, their paychecks, 401ks, anything, it's fallen through and this leads them to commit terrible acts. And these types of killers are also considered to be over enmeshed in their family. And here, here's where it gets fun. So over enmeshment is not a fun garment you wear over a crop top. It is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to throw a joke in it. It's so heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be here all day. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> um, okay, I guess here's, is where the perpetrator either views their family members as possessions that they control or they don't see any boundaries between where their identity, their wife, and their children start and stop. So when they kill their families, they may actually view it as a suicide of the entire family. So this person can't bear the pain anymore, and they assume that they can't bear to leave their wife and children with the same pain. So the only solution, aha, is to annihilate their family. Um, okay. That's never the solution. <laughs> I mean, I would think not, but yeah. Yet again, this is not a vast majority of like murders in America. It is not family mm-hmm. annihilation. So luckily, but it does happen. And out of these four types, some do overlap. So to be fair, it's not like hard cut lines. Like you can be I was gonna s- one. I was going to say yeah. the first two are kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are. So recent economic problems in the U.S., which I'm not getting into that. Do not worry. I don't understand them. (laughs) How much would you lose your mind if I was like, in 2001, because of this, the market? No, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) You're just Charlie Day it and you bring out all of your posters and your... your (laughs) There's a reason why you can only see this side of the table, okay? (laughs) If I were to flip it. The big reveal. (laughs) Red, Red string everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel a lot of times when I do these, like, notes. Mm -hmm. But I'm focused. Okay. Um, So recent problems. I should never say um. Recent problems in the U.S. could be a reason for the increase. I don't think that's really a fair assessment, but it has been thrown out, so I'm going to include it as well. Um, Often all of these types include men who are heavily into the stereotypical ideals of what it means to be a husband or a father. And I mean stereotypical like from the 50s because anymore there isn't that much of a stereotype. But their view of the family is very much black and white. Like women, yeah. you should be home. I should be controlling you, blah, blah, blah. So to contrast all of this, there are female annihilators. It's much more rare. And I'm saying much more rare of an already rare phenomenon, but they mm-hmm. are out there. So because of this rarity, there is a lot less information on the topic. But when we're looking at a female perpetrator of these, in general, the info we have is that they probably suffered childhood abuse, poverty, and some kind of addiction. And that does not mean if you have one of these three factors, or all three, that you're going to become like a Russian spy and snap one day if the right conditions happen. Um, (laughs) It's the other way around. I would say it's more correlational, not causational. Okay. But that's really all I have. Do they – I don't know if you you came upon this in your research and you can just – Wes, cut this out if you don't know the answer. Uh, were there, like, obviously, out of the four types, did women seem to fall under a category more? All. Nope. Okay. Um, no. And I actually read one article. I don't remember which one it was. But they were saying women may not be in any of the four categories. Like, oh, unfortunately, as 
as more it's cases new. happen. It's new. Yeah. Yes. But as more happen, we can study them. We may start to see like, these are your male categories or your um, dominant personality categories. These are more, you know, I'm trying to stay away from just like the genders, but there Hashtag is like differences. Typical, typical of what we've seen. Here is the yes. blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oi. Yes. So what researchers can see on family annihilators is that they are highly repressed people, which is kind of what you were saying earlier, Morgan, about Chris Watts. Like he didn't seem like someone who was going to do those terrible things. He seemed very calm and collected. Mm-hmm. 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 But we can not we. I didn't research it. I just researched the research. Um, <laughs> researchers have found that they are very repressed. Like they might have a lot of anger inside. They're just not going to be screaming about it. So creepy. I think that's yeah. like one of the creepiest parts. Yes. And I, I also find it really weird that they sincerely think the best solution to their problem they're dealing with is to kill off their family. So it reflects mm-hmm. distorted mm-hmm. thinking, emotional strain, and also depressive thinking. So yet again, it's almost never just one thing that snaps and they go kill everyone. Like there's some kind of plan, especially if they kill themselves at the end. Like, Yeah. yeah. All I hear is Keith Morris's voice from Dateline being like, why not a divorce? Why murder? And like that. <laughs> it's the but sincerely, true, sincerely. But why sincerely, yes. why? <laughs> Again, I am not a psychologist. I'm not licensed, but I do a fair amount of research for the show. And in my opinion, it all seems like a patriarchal need for control. Prove me wrong. I don't care. And it may not have happened as much in the 50s or decades prior. But look at the setup of a household. Women were meant to stay home, rear children, make everything, you know, make sure it's up to the husband and breadwinner's satisfaction. And it was much, much, much harder to leave your family if you're a woman in any other era. So women would stay with an abusive or degrading husband or person. Yeah. They didn't need mm-hmm. to kill them because they, quote, bent to their every need. Yes. So the perpetrators of that violence always had some control or more than you would have in 2020. Which, that may be an article out there I didn't read. It may be totally off base. But just from what I saw, that made more sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep, mm -hmm. it's insane. Like, great that we're getting more independent, but terrible that, like, (laughs) this shit, like, this is Mm -hmm. expanding. Well, did I ever tell you, um, I read something and it was, like, the higher rate of divorce is actually a really fantastic thing. Like, I know it sounds terrible. Have I already said this before? No. No. But I have not. I'm not. But I like... say normalize getting a divorce. Normalize yeah. it. It shows if your that. Choices, if your choices are being alone for a while or you or your spouse being killed, murdered, I would choose the first option. Yeah. <laughs> or even just unhappy. Like, women yeah. were, I would argue we're not quite to equality, but we're closer than we have ever been. So, like, the fact that we can say, hey, this is messed up. I don't want to live with you. I don't want to do this dance anymore. I'm going to go yeah. try my own thing. Especially when, especially when it's like both like both parties aren't yes. feeling it. Yes, let's they be know amicable. Let's it. be amicable about, amicable about this shit instead of like, well, and it's like they know you for it's... all you own. Well, I, well you not own even half that, the like, shit I do. <laughs> yeah, it's not even that sometimes. Sometimes it's like both parties are like, yeah, it's not working out. But then yeah. it still happens. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe next week I'll cover marriage contracts or dating contract. It's a whole thing. But oh, it's different. Oh. But I just I think it's it's not bad. We should stop being like half of marriages ended in divorce. Like, no, half of marriages, they can. They feel secure enough. Everyone's mature. Mm-hmm. 
we gave it the good old college try. It didn't work out. That yeah, doesn't mean yeah, you're yeah. a terrible spouse. It just means it it's not the right fit. Not right now. Maybe it was. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. We're adults and we live way longer than we used to. So let's normalize divorce if that's what's best for everyone. There correct. We go. Correct. And now I am off my soapbox. So to be <laughs> honest, in closing, we never know what is happening behind closed doors. A person may be wealthy. They may seem high-functioning and loving, but at home, they could be an absolute nightmare. Personalities are almost always more complex than we'd like to think. So be good to yourselves and each other, and no need to murder anyone. There's always another option. Thank you. Family Annihilators. Golf clap mm. for for you, not for Family Annihilators. So let's oh, you get didn't cheer that, right. that on? <laughs> <You> didn't cheer- <laughs> I'm so sorry, Chris Watts. I'm not fucking cheering for you, you little asshole. Ugh. Well, that's a perfect segue into my story because that is what <gasps> I am talking about today. I'm throwing myself out the window. <laughs> I never said you're going to be happy about it. I'm that's really glad we took a podcast is for. I'm so <laughs> glad we took a pause for some fucking wine. Oh, why do you think Good. I've been drinking this entire time? Good night. I'm... And then we can all decide which one he fits into. But I think it's more than one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Great. Can't wait for the fucking end of this one. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just laughing at the irony, not of at the case. Everyone to know right. that just in case. So we directed everyone to go watch the documentary "Skirt Burnt Skirt yes. and Ernie Back to Aaron's" and listen to hers, and then exactly. you can go watch it as a backup. Okay. God damn oh, yeah. it, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So. <laughs> The like one time I try to get her, she gets me. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. Nice it's try. cyclical. <laughs> Damn it. Hey. <laughs> so I'm just going to jump right in. So a little bit of background. Um, Shan- uh, Shanann Rusick lived in Aberdeen, North Carolina, where she had been previously married to a man named Leonard Kim. However, they went through a messy divorce in 2009. Around that time, she started feeling really ill. In a video she posted on Facebook, she said she felt like she had the flu all the time and started losing her hair. She sought out a doctor to figure out what the heck was going on and was diagnosed with lupus, an autoimmune disease where the body's immune system attacks the tissues and organs. It's crazy. Lupus is crazy. Yeah. Not good. It sucks. In 2010, Shanann received a Facebook friend request from Chris Watts, who was also a North Carolina local. She accepted the request, believing she would never end up meeting him. Little did she know that three years later, they would get married. The two moved to Colorado, and while Shanann originally thought she wouldn't be able to have kids, she gave birth to two girls, Bella and Celeste, who also went by Cece. Chris so worked as an operator for Anadarko Petroleum, and Shanann worked as a human resources specialist at Children's Hospital Colorado. According to Kirk Mitchell and Elise Schmelzer's reporting for the Denver Post, the couple filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy in July 2015, two years after moving into their Frederick, Colorado home, claiming liabilities for more than $400,000. Oof, rough, bro. Their house was huge, and Colorado is not a cheap place to live. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful looking, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. sure. CBS Chicago reported that the Watts family um, had around $70,000 in debt, um, including student loans, medical bills, and credit card debt on top of a mortgage they were still paying. So quite a bit. In one filing, 
from June 2015, the Watts' savings accounts had a combined total of $9.51 and their joint checking account at $864 in it. And all I could think of when I was reading it was Michael Scott saying, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but how scary is that, though? Like, if one day you were to, like, check your bank app and that's all the money you had in your accounts? Unless you're in college, because I totally get that. I'll say, I've been there. I've been low, but not in in my savings, but in my, But when you're married with two kids? I would be... I didn't have a savings until, like, three years ago. Really? Really? Yeah, making 10 bucks an hour. No. Well, I got big calls to buy, and that's college alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of the budget. Yeah. You got to budget those in. I would literally talk. I'm like, all right, how many big calls is that? Which, yet again, anyone who didn't go to Southeast Missouri State University, (laughs) last call was a a college bar. That's what I'm going to say. The floor was sticky. That's all you need to know. And they would have drink specials for these 32-ounce cups called Big Calls that were from $3 to $5, depending on the evening. 32 ounces of liquor for $5. Mm-hmm. Rarely did they rail, skimp out on the yeah, Oh, it was <laughs> rail liquor and off-brand sodas and off-brand Red Bull. So, um, To put it into perspective, mm-hmm. one of the drinks was called – there's two. Uh, one less severe than the other. One was called blue drink. <laughs> it was a blue drink. Mm-hmm. And the other was called fuck my face. So take that as you will. Um, mm-hmm. They were both fun to order. Um, yeah. And and somehow I was confused when I ended up with some stomach disorder. Like I wasn't just eroding my insides $5 at a time. Like I was mm-hmm. hung over for like more than an hour because of that? Huh? What? I started getting hangovers at 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's anyway. not Shannon and Chris Watts. What were mm-hmm. they up to? Yeah, sorry. tell us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Their financial situation seemed to change when Shanann started working from home for the nutrition supplement company Level, selling their product Thrive. Shanann and Chris were Mm -hmm. apparently able to take trips. They even, like, went on a vacation out of the country at one point. Mm. In June 2018, Shanann surprised Chris, announcing that she was expecting their third child. She videotaped the announcement while wearing a shirt that said, oops, we did it again. Love it. Pretty clever. You know I love that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And in the the video, you can see Chris saying, that's awesome. So you can see that in the documentary but Aaron's um the way you just said it is pretty spot on that's awesome yeah yeah he was like he was kind of blank about it yeah yeah like oh awesome. that that's happening okay that's all true. right like love I don't know ya. man but like <laughs> I feel like that's like the third kid tier though like oh, I mean yeah okay. here we go fair <laughs> just ask Jason <laughs> I meant that's ask true. your dad what happened when J- Aaron is one of three I'm sorry oh I- that's right I always forget you have True. two more. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I can ask. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yes. I don't know. He was the first they... boy. That may have been something to get the magic about. The magic yeah. has yeah. kind of worn off. You kind of. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's how I kind of saw it. It wasn't like he was like frowning like, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still. But he could have been just like, like. She's like, I got an he... oil change. That's awesome. Yes. We're having a third <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's great news. That's awesome. I'm glad you finally of... went. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not a ton of excitement coming from him. Correct. To friends, family, and social media followers, Shanann and Chris appeared to have a great marriage. Shanann posted a lot of videos on her Facebook page of her husband and daughters, and they all seemed excited about the new addition to their family, Nico Watts, who would be making his debut in February. No one could have guessed, though, how drastic things were going to change and what would happen in just two months' time. On August 13th, 2018, Nicole Atkinson tried calling Shanann to check in on her. Nicole had dropped Shanann off at her home around 1.45 that morning after they had returned from a work trip that they had taken to Arizona. When Shanann didn't answer, she sent a text telling her to get back to her about how her doctor's appointment went. Nicole had been friends with Shanann for about three or four years and could tell that she hadn't been acting like herself that weekend. She was usually more lively and in high spirits, but she appeared distraught and hadn't been eating or drinking much. Nicole knew that Shanann had been upset with Chris and had been questioning their relationship. Shanann had confided with other friends through text that she thought Chris was becoming distant with her, and she wondered whether something else was going on. In July, Shanann, Bella, and Cece had flown to North Carolina to visit Shanann's parents, Frank and Sandy Rusick, where they stayed for five weeks. While Shanann was able to make the long trip, Chris could only get off of work for one week. He planned on joining the family for their last week there of the trip, and then he would fly back home with them. During the trip, Shanann barely heard from Chris, even though he told her he was just going to work and working out. There was an instance when Shanann FaceTimed Chris, but he didn't answer. He later texted her back saying he didn't see the FaceTime call and that it went through on his work phone. Shanann responded, Sketchy. Mm -hmm. She responded, quote, forget not for getting my calls. You fucking call your kids when you wake up. You have not called one time since we've been here on your own. End quote. I get why she's snippy. I would be so mad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, don't you have a desire to speak to you? Like, even if like, yes. even if you have a tiff, call your fucking kids. Like, see, like mm-hmm. it's 2020. FaceTime your damn kids. Or 2018. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. This, sorry. Whenever this happened. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Even when Chris arrived in North Carolina, he didn't show Shanann, like, seemingly any affection. She texted a friend and said that Chris had barely touched her, and she felt like crying uh, crying during that point in the trip. She felt like she was being shut out since Chris refused to communicate with her about the problems they were having. Nothing appeared to have changed when they returned to Colorado either. Shanann felt the distance between them growing, and she became upset when... um, she tried to have sex with Chris one night and he completely rejected her when she um, was upset and demanded to know who he had been sleeping with. Chris denied ever cheating on her and told her they weren't having any relationship problems. So completely shutting out any conversation. I'm going to say it one time. I know Mm -hmm. I always take the feminine slant. Women can be crazy. Okay. We can, but a (laughs) lot of times we are crazy because you make us crazy. And I have been saying that for a long time. If he had just been like, hey, like, you know what? I'm not feeling right now. Let's get home. Let's work on it. She'd be like, thank God. Like, I agree. Let's work on this together. But she'd be like, no, you're crazy. Everything's totally fine. I'm just like totally at the gym and like busy, like not giving a fuck about you. Yeah. yeah. Like the more but- you shut someone out, the more they're going to think and think and think. Mm-hmm. And again, something that will probably get brought, like we'll bring up again near the end, like, they both knew something was going on, but yes. none of them were like, well, I guess Sh- Shanann was trying to communicate mm-hmm. with him. And he was like, no, 
So yep, yep. What can you do? Before Nicole picked Shanann up to head to the airport for their Arizona work trip, she left Chris a note about things she was willing to fix and how she wanted to fight for their marriage. She even told a friend that she had, quote, the best talk ever, end quote, with Chris the night before. While Shanann was away for her work trip, Chris told her he was going to a Rockies game and had gotten a babysitter for the girls. Nothing seemed off until she checked her bank statement and noticed that Chris had gone out to dinner. And again, that wasn't like really wasn't strange, but what struck her as odd was the fact that he spent $63 at a restaurant and bar in Westminster called the Lazy Dog. Oops. Hope Wes doesn't look at my bank statements. Then Which drop, but, also, <laughs> but also, you don't have $3 in a bank account and just declared bankruptcy. I would be looking at our statements so oh, much yeah. closer if I knew we were close mm-hmm. to any kind of lines. Correct. Mm-hmm. You like the, are correct. The first and time I heard this, I was like, you're a little crazy. But then thinking yeah. through again with the bankruptcy stuff, it's like, I would have such a careful eye because you got to budget so much. After oh, that. yeah. Like also like, you know, you share a bank account with your wife. Like exactly. Okay. That's a pretty ballsy move. <laughs> yes. He might as well have been like a baton twirler with a red flag. Just like, <laughs> The baton is on fire. Hello, I'm cheating yeah. on you. And then yeah. he would say, no, it's not that. You're crazy. Oh. Let me, and then tss, tss, puts the fire out. No, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of what happens here. She called Chris to ask him about the large dinner purchase, and he told her that, oh, he just bought salmon and a beer. So Shanann looked up the menu online to do the math and found out that those items would only cost around $30. So where did the other half of that dinner purchase come from? Another salmon and another beer. Uh Uh-huh. Another salmon and another beer. That's for Mm -hmm. me, I'm sure. First of all, you're an idiot for giving her, like, not that, first of all, if you're going to cheat, please be stupid. Please get caught. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You told her what's on the menu, and it is 2010. We can Google a menu, like, Mm -hmm. which is what she did. I feel like he wanted to get caught. He tried, but he failed. Shanann also discovered that he didn't return home until 1030 that night, which she thought was suspicious since he told the babysitter he would return around 10. And if he only went to dinner, again, I don't really know if she believed the Rocky thing or if he said, oh, never mind, I just went to dinner, Mm -hmm. um, then he definitely should have returned home earlier. Shanann called Chris when Nicole and her were at the airport getting ready to board their flight back to Colorado. The call lasted only five minutes, and things just still seemed off between them Mm -hmm. when they were talking. She had barely talked to Chris all that weekend, too, and he didn't seem like he wanted to talk to her. He just wanted to work out. However, like their text, I guess that same night before she even boarded the plane, seemed normal. She asked him what he wanted for dinner the next day and what he wanted her to pick up from Costco on Monday. Yeah. So she's still trying, even after she... Knows you are hiding something. Mm-hmm. I um, think too. I think too. Like when you're in a relationship, like and especially if there's kids involved, like there is a port. Like they like okay. How I met your mother, Lily and Marshall. They put their fights on pause so that they can mm-hmm. go about their life, and then they're like pause, and then they have sex, and then they're like unpause, and then they fight again. So like I feel like that is some people's relationship. Like they have mm-hmm. to get their oh, normal yeah. stuff out of the way. So maybe that kind mm-hmm. of correlates with their texts rather than this terrible well, shit that's going on. Yeah, and them. sometimes you just need that little bit of time to yourself to figure out like this is what I want to say and this is how mm-hmm. Yep. 
I don't know. Yeah. You have to like let everything sink in for a bit instead of just immediately reacting. Yeah. She's probably also, in what denial else too. She say? Well, yeah. That, well like, yeah. She's already been trying to get that out of him. Oh, yes. And it's not going anywhere. And at some point you do start to feel like a nag, you know, like, okay, yes. maybe it is. But me. I think maybe I need to step back. Yeah. But I think in her head too, and I don't want to say what, you know, she was thinking, but like right. she's in Arizona still. So I'm sure she would rather do it face-to-face than, like, Absolutely. through text. So mm-hmm. maybe she yep. was, like, easing into it. Like, mm, hey, yeah, what do I you want for it. dinner? But also, we're going to have to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till I get home, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Um, a few hours passed by with no response from Shanann, which is very unlike her. Nicole texted her, quote, I'm very worried about you. I'm coming to the house, end quote. When she arrived, she noticed that Shanann's car was still in the garage, but when she knocked on the door, no one answered. She called 911 and reported Shanann missing. The dispatcher told Nicole an officer would be arriving as soon as possible to do a welfare check and that she shouldn't attempt to enter the house. Let's give a round of applause for Nicole. Friend of the year. Good job, Nicole. Yes. When an officer pulled up, Nicole approached him and told him that Shanann had a doctor's appointment at 9 o'clock that morning that she never showed up to. The officer walked up to the front door, and on his body cam, you can see that there's no movement in the house, but you can hear a dog bark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The officer also tried knocking on like the deck door in the backyard, and he notices like some neighbors watching from their deck, those nosy neighbors. I would be the same way. Um, <laughs> he- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Guilty. He asked if they had seen the Watts that morning, but they said they hadn't. Nicole contacted Shanann's parents to see if they knew the key code to the garage, which to me would just be a very jarring conversation to have. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But not because, sorry not to like cut in, but she had lupus. So I can see why they were like, hey, like she could be in there passed out. Like it doesn't have to be like, we think Chris murdered your daughter. It's more like, Hey, we can't get a hold of her. We just want to check in. Like, I get mm, that, yes. actually. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I think yeah. it's just scarier, too, knowing that, like, no one's walking around. Like, it's not no, just wait. Shanann. It's also the girls aren't around. Yeah. I'm just saying that because my little brother has diabetes. So, like, growing up, oh, like, yeah. if he would oversleep oh, yeah. or something weird happened, we'd always kind of, like, not to be weird, like, hey. Like, oh, yeah. Just, there's always that level of, like, you need to kind of be aware. There could be other circumstances, like. Oh, Not nefarious, course. but things could be wrong. So, I guess. yeah, of course. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think it was around that level mm-hmm. at this point. While, you know, Nicole is trying to help, the officer tells her he won't be able to enter without the owner's consent. And I think Nicole was the one who contacted Chris. I could be wrong. Um, not entirely sure. But he arrived shortly after and let Nicole, a guy who I believe is her son, who was with her, mm-hmm. and the officer enter the home. The officer asked Chris if they could head upstairs to make sure Shanann hadn't passed out. He asked Chris questions regarding Shanann's health, whether she was diabetic or if she suffered from seizures. Chris told him mm-hmm. no, but he claimed she had been taking Imitrix, which is a headache medication, um, more that past month than she had previously. <laughs> he told the officer that Shanann arrived home around 2 a.m. that morning and he left for work around 5.15 to 5.30ish, and that's the last time he saw her. Mm-hmm. While searching the home, Chris noticed that Bella's and Cece's blankets were missing, which he mentioned they never left home without. Shanann's phone was also found upstairs. Her purse with her medication was found in the kitchen, and her wedding ring was left on the nightstand in their room. 
According to Ashley Coleman's Insider.com article, Chris told police that Shanann took Bella and Cece to a friend's house, but she apparently never told him what friend. Mm-hmm. Which is why I hate the comment he made about the Tylenol thing or whatever that headache medicine was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you're telling me you paid attention to that, but you not paid attention to the fact she, A, was not going to a friend's house, B, she had a baby appointment that you probably just forgot because you're an asshole. No. no, and that's oh, I have a comment coming up here. Oh, okay, sorry, a short taking a back. Seven oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I completely agree. One of Chris's neighbors had a camera outside of his home yeah. that takes footage of the nearby street. So Chris and the officer head inside the man's home, where he said he had Chris on his camera at around five seventeen that morning. So I'm a dumbass, and I had to look up videos on YouTube as well because in the video. The car you see at the very front is the neighbor's car. And I was like, oh, that makes total sense. So that's the neighbor's car in the driveway. And then at the very left-hand corner is um, Chris's gray truck that you can see in the driveway. So it is very small. You can find clips of this, like, zoomed in on YouTube. Um, Again, very grainy. But really, like, going through them, you only see Chris, like, moving back and forth, back and forth from his truck to the garage, to probably inside his home. He's just going back and forth a couple times. While the video played, Chris told the officer he parked in his driveway to pack up his truck with some things he needed on the job site that morning. He also claimed that the neighborhood had a series of car and garage break-ins the other week, and someone had attempted to break into his truck with a flathead screwdriver. While the video was playing, And you can see this in the documentary. You can look it up online. You can see Chris on the police body cam footage with his hands over his head and pacing a bit. After watching, so this is where I get to your comment, Sarah. After watching the neighbor's video, Chris, who is always one for impeccable timing, mentioned to the officer that Shanann is 14 to 15 weeks pregnant. Like it was an afterthought. Mm. Oh, when they're in the neighbor's house? Is it? Okay. I know there's a lot of shit on TikTok. It was super weird. He was like watching the neighbor's screen and a fucking like embryo came on the screen. And that's what made him And that's when he, that's when he mentioned it. And I'm like, what? How does that not cross your mind? Oh yeah. Because he did it. She's pregnant with my child, my third child. Mm -hmm. You act like you've known this girl for a week. Mm -hmm. Like, but she took my yeah. headache medicine and I'm still like not happy about it. <laughs> so like if you find her, can you just ask her about that? Because I don't think okay. she needed as many pills as she took. I need my Tylenol, man. And I'm trying to spend $60 at a restaurant. So if I could keep my medicine low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I hate him. Chris left the neighbor's home while the officer stayed behind to write down the man's information. Once he walked out the door, the neighbor turned to the officer and told him that Chris wasn't acting right at all. He was normally quiet and subdued, but he talked quite a lot while they were watching the footage. The neighbor also said he had never seen him act fidgety before and that Chris never loaded his stuff in and out of the garage. I will say, like, the officer, I think, did a good job. Like, he acknowledged what the neighbor told him, but Mm -hmm. he also didn't, like, feed into the neighbor's suspicions either. He said that Chris was you know, could be going through quite a lot and it is difficult to predict how someone would react in that kind of situation. So I think, I don't know. I think the officer did pretty good, but good for you, neighbor. (laughs) Heck yeah. Gold, five gold stars. Mm. Five gold stars. (laughs) 
Chris and Nicole contacted everyone they could think of, but no one had seen or heard from Shanann, Bella, or Cece. The next day, Officer Goodman contacted Chris to get information about Shanann and their daughters for alerts they would put out later that day. Officers also started placing flyers on people's doors around the neighborhood and nearby areas. Some locals were asked if they had seen anything suspicious in the area on Monday. And one thing in the documentary that caught my attention was one older woman mentioned that she had um, noticed a car that she had never seen before. She had um, also said that Chris had a similar colored truck, but she said his was bigger compared to the one she had seen. Hmm. And at this point, too, um, like search dogs were kind of going around the Watts' home, I guess, see if they could pick up anything. And officers were kind of looking around as well. And they also commented how clean the house was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for your wife just coming home, right? Let's go back to your domineering personality traits for your family annihilators. Yeah, you got home at 2 a.m., better clean the fucking house. All right, whatever, <laughs> asshole. All right, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just, I'm so heated. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh, Tonight. I pictured it a different way. That's why I'm laughing. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it was more like uh, she comes home, things happen. I'll like I'll let Aaron go and then I'll say what I think. I thought it was different though. Hold okay. On. Okay. On the afternoon of August 14th, Chris was interviewed on Denver 7 to discuss his wife and daughter's disappearance. I think a lot of people who know the story will remember this. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember exactly when I watched it. Mm-hmm. The reporter straight up asked if they had an argument before she went missing, and Chris told him they had an quote-unquote emotional conversation and that he would leave it at that. He didn't divulge any further. He repeatedly pleaded for them to come back home, and during the interview, at one point, he said, quote, Shanann, Bella Celeste, if you're out there, just come back. If somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete without anybody here, end quote. The F... Oh, go ahead, sir. No. Oh, I was just going to say, you said it more passionately than he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come home. I miss you, a.k.a. It's quiet without you. I'm bored. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the FBI and the Colorado Bureau of Investigation were quick to join the search. Agent Lee of the CBI contacted Luke, Chris's direct supervisor, about whether Chris had a girlfriend or if he had ever mentioned Shanann like, cheating on him with anyone. Luke said he didn't know either way, and he hadn't heard Chris mention like any of those things to him. He also told Agent Lee that Chris was on Servi Ranch that morning with several other employees pretty much all day. When asked if he had any concerns about Chris, Luke said he didn't. On the next day, August 15th, Chris went in for questioning. FBI agent Graham Coder asked about his marriage, and Chris told the officer they hadn't been feeling that spark in their relationship anymore, and he wondered if he had caused Shanann to take the kids and leave. He also mentioned an incident between his mother, Cindy, and Shanann that caused some issues between the couple. During Shanann's trip to North Carolina, her and the girls went to visit Chris's parents. Cindy bought Cece ice cream that contained a whole bunch of ingredients that she was allergic to. Shanann was furious and texted Chris, quote, You should call your dad and tell him you did not appreciate your mom putting your daughter at risk today. End quote. I think this message is actually a lot longer, but I'm sure listeners could look it up. Chris responded, quote, I will call him and tell him what I think about this. It's not fucking cool at all because it is the kids. I will set this right. End quote. Chris 
told the detective that Shanann didn't want to see Chris's parents again, which hurt, you know, him because he wanted Bella and Cece to have a relationship with them. Mark Jameson, Chris's best friend, was also contacted by detectives, and he revealed that he knew Cindy and Shanann were fighting. He told detectives that Cindy claimed to have no idea about Cece's allergies, and when she gave Cece the ice cream, Shanann came into the living room and yelled at her, telling her that she was trying to kill her baby. I don't know how you don't know that your grandkid has, like, doesn't have food allergies, but... (sighs) Okay. I don't know. I know there's a whole other theory, too. They live far away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I feel like the situation, regardless of if it was true or not, I feel like some Mm -hmm. escalation had to happen. Like, grandma's not fucking trying to kill your kid, and if it's a problem, talk to her about it. Like, well, yeah, I think that's what I'm confused, like, timeline-wise. Like, did this happen as she was handing Cece the ice cream, or did Shanann tell Cindy, hey, don't give this to her, and then Cindy was like, screw you, I'm going to do it anyway. Exactly, exactly. We need to know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Without that, that. it's kind of, impar- like, you can't, it's like a, all right, toss it out, you know, mm, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Important, mm-hmm. but can't be definitive. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Morgan, uh, it just continued to escalate to the point where Cindy actually kicked Shanann out of the house. Shanann and the girls didn't go back to Chris's parents' house for the remainder of the trip, and his parents didn't show up to Cece's birthday party, even though it was held in North Carolina. Oh, that's sad. I forgot about that. That is really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Barf. The detective also brought up their wedding and how Chris's parents didn't attend because they did not like Shanann. No, I think, no, no, no. I think that's shitty. Like, I think Uh, that's so shitty. Because you have had plenty of time to voice your displeasure. And yet Chris is like, hey, I'm still doing it. I just wonder, was he helping? Like, I don't know. Like, I think if you truly love someone to the point you're going to marry them and like, Yet again, I'm different. But I think I'm going to parents. I'm like, hi, like, I know this is what you see, but they make me so happy doing ba, ba, ba. Sorry, no one can see. I'm making a list motion. Mm-hmm. Like, ba, ba, ba. <laughs> a, B, C would be better. Like, you know, it, it'd mean a lot. Like, please come. Please support this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, maybe we don't have yeah. the same taste in lady. And that's totally cool because you're already yeah. married and I'm not. Like, uh-huh. And yeah, maybe there's more to it. But like, yeah. at least in the documentary, Chris was like, yeah, they just thought Shanann was taking him away from his family. And I'm like, but you can do whatever you want. And you're a full grown man. What were you living in? Yeah. Childhood bedroom still like you're going to be taken away. I'm sorry. That's part of growing up. Mm hmm. Yeah. I just thought that was really weird. Oh, I think Um, it's really weird. Just. Yeah. I don't know. It's just crazy to me that they wouldn't go to their own son's wedding. It makes a statement. It does make a big statement. Mm hmm. So I can, yeah, I could see why there's some bad blood, probably, Mm -hmm. between Shanann and his parents. Anyways, during questioning, Chris kind of was all over the place, saying that Shanann could have left, but then saying he thought that someone likely took her and the kids. The detective questioned whether Shanann could have gotten close to anyone, but Chris said if she did, she had been very secretive about it. He then turned the tables on Chris and asked if he had cheated on his wife. He commented on Chris's weight loss and wondered whether a girl was the reason he wanted to get fit. But Chris said, yet again, that he never cheated on his wife. 
can you define what cheating really means? (laughs) Could you imagine? I didn't marry someone else. (laughs) We would just like go to dinner and like do fun stuff like, like maybe details, have like details. like like salmon and a beer together you know each our own salmon you know probably and about honestly, 60 bucks a piece you know for the whole meal she's kind of like a dude you know it's just like hanging out with a friend like you can't cheat with a friend you can only cheat with like you know a cheating lady we so. just hang oh, yeah. out we just hang out and go like hiking together and like adventure <laughs> off bro <laughs> god I can see him actually trying to think that through, like, all right, well, like, no. I'm going to apologize in advance for anyone who doesn't know this case, because we are destroying it. <laughs> like, like, Aaron's doing fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're trying not to jump the gun here, but in case you haven't noticed, I'm talking we're about upset. it like people should already know it. Yeah. We're upset. <laughs> Probably. Okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy as a clam. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. This case was very, uh, went very uh, national. So, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. After some more questions, the detective asked Chris if he would take a polygraph, and he agreed. CBI agent Tammy Lee, who was administering the polygraph test, was not messing around. She Mm. outright told him if he did have something to do with his family's disappearance, it would be really dumb for him to be sitting there taking a polygraph. I died laughing at that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at that, at that point, what do you do? You just have to like. I don't. I don't think I would leave. I would just be like, whatever happens, happens. I'm here. <laughs> but remember my episode on polygraphs? They're trying to get you in that state where you're not comfortable. Oh, exactly. Like yeah. they don't want you to have like. She was perfection. So she perfect. was. Yes. She asked a few questions and then stopped to comment. Like you had mentioned, Sarah, how he was all over the place and that he needed to get his breathing to a normal rate. Once they were finished, Agent Lee brought Agent Coder into the room and they revealed that Chris failed the polygraph and they <gasps> believed he knew what? he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I my know, gosh. Right? Oh, shocking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my heart can take a twist like this. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Tammy Lee got him. Got him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The detectives believed that, you know, Chris knew he wasn't answering their questions, honestly. However, Chris denied lying during the polygraph, but they were not having it. And as they continued to press him for the truth, he confessed to having an affair. He even revealed that he spent most of the five weeks with while his wife and daughters were in North Carolina with his mistress, Nicole Kessinger. Unbeknownst to Chris, the agents already knew he was cheating on his wife and had already interviewed Kessinger. Oh, my God. It's like they're good at their jobs or something. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> what accent was that? I don't know. I think there's a vine where he's like, oh, my God. I don't know. Oh, my God, Ronnie. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Something. <laughs> All right. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. She told detectives that she met Chris at work around the beginning of June, where they sparked a friendship. He told her he had two daughters and was in the process of separating from his wife, which again, sidetracked, but there are way too many cases where this has happened, and the guy or girl is still with their spouse. Show me the divorce papers. Just show me the divorce papers. Or they play the, I'm a widow. Bullshit, they're fucking alive and you're planning on killing them, bitch. All right, sorry. Sorry. I'm done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sip my tea. I sipped my wine. I'm better. Ooh, I'm feeling really spicy. I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. Ooh. 
Their friendship quickly turned into a relationship, and they started seeing each other more, even going on dates and to each other's homes, which they did when Shanann and the girls were out of town. According to Insider.com, Kessinger went to the Watts home in early July for the first time. Her and Chris went to a car museum together, where Chris apparently ignored four of Shanann's phone calls. And later that month, they visited the Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve in Colorado, where they spent the night at a nearby campground. See, he's not cheating. They started as friends. And then they do stuff that friends do together. Car museums, sand dunes. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't say even, I'm cheating. Hey, Sarah, even leaving each other these gross love letters that he made before leaving to see his family in North Carolina. I leave you guys weird stuff all the time. Nope. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Write me a love letter, ho. Let's go. Yeah. I mean, you're marrying me. I assume there's going to be some romance in there. Boom. You're not wrong. And I may have sent you some Insta- not Instagrams. What's that called? The Snapchats. I mean, a swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Already provocative. I know. I know. <laughs> My double chins. I know you're into it. <laughs> Does Andrew know about this? <gasps> no, because I'm not cheating. We're just friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Got him. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he was cheating and he's terrible. Yes. And no, I'm not cheating. You are my friends. <laughs> Kessinger also reveals more information about the night Chris claimed to have gone to the Rockies game. Chris had, surprise, surprise, actually taken Kissinger out to dinner at the Lazy Dog. And afterwards, they went to her home, and he ended up returning home later than he intended. I said a bang, 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 and a bang. I said a bang, 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 and a bang. Oh, wait, no, they're just friends. Uh, okay. Mm. Okay, sorry. Continue. Mm-hmm. She also told the detective she had no idea Shanann was 15 weeks pregnant until she watched the news. But okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I don't know, though. I mean, I don't know. I know there's stuff about her online, too. I don't talk about her anymore. Um, a, a lot of people think she's, like, in witness protection. Mm-hmm. And because no one's heard from her for, like since then she probably she probably needs to be yeah i, I mean would. i yeah all i will say i have strong opinion so i don't she was not the one that was married yes she was a mistress yes she may or may have not thought he was getting a divorce or whatever but like she wasn't the one breaking the trust so even if he did this oh my because gosh, of yeah. her or mm-hmm. whatever Unless they can prove she actually helped him do it, it makes sense to kind of drop her out of this because... Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. She's not in the right, but she's not in the wrong. Can I play devil's advocate for a hot second? I'm sorry. If if I was dating someone, regardless of if what they were telling me was true, that they were getting a divorce or they were a widow or they were whatever, Mm -hmm. if I fucking find out that the person I'm seeing... One is still technically and legally and no doubt in the whatever married Mm -hmm. strike one. Yeah. They died. His little baby girls and his Mm -hmm. wife. But it's not like she she kept dating him after they died. But she was not sad. That's my issue. 
Oh. She did her fucking interview and was like, gossipy about it. Yeah, like Chris, ba-da-da-da. And like, this is what happened. And I would be an emotional wreck if I was seriously seeing someone and I found out all of these truths. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I just I was more up- so thinking like up to the murder, like, is she the world's greatest lady? No. But does she oh. need to be in witness protection because everyone's threatening to kill her? No. Probably. Like, well, yeah, she does, but like people shouldn't ascend to that, you know? Um, but oh yeah. You're right, Morgan. I didn't think about that. Like shifty. I cannot say yes or no. I just had to play severe devil's advocate on that. It's just a little like fishy. It. Her personality right. and her responses to questions, her way that she waited until like the last fucking second to talk to them, and mm-hmm. her phone history. Look it up, fam. So oh, say. the wedding dresses? Well, he, yeah. Oh, no. Like, there was, like, body stuff on there. What? Yeah. Like, how to get rid what? of bodies. Like, what to do if a body is decomposing. Mm. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. This is news to Sarah Lund. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Making notes to do a deeper dive into that because I mm-hmm. hate myself. Mm-hmm. Aaron, please get It's all over. It's all over TikTok. Come on, guys. Get with it. I'm done. Good night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) During the questioning, Chris became upset with the barrage of questions from the detectives, and he asked to talk to his dad. Agents Lee and Coder left, and his dad, Ronnie Watts, entered. Chris told his dad he didn't think the police were going to let him go, and he also told his dad, quote, I don't want to protect her, end quote. He went on to say that Shanann smothered Bella and Cece after finding out that Chris wanted a divorce, and he freaked out and did the same thing to her. I couldn't imagine what was going through his dad's head at that moment. Like, I don't know what I would do in that situation. First of all, that's terrible on you, Chris Watts, to scapegoat the person you just took everything from. Mm-hmm. Second, the fact that the dad just took that as an answer and was like, oh. All right, you did the right thing. You came forward like, no, 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 no. Like, why would you believe this woman that just fought so fiercely about you, her thinking you're going to kill her child with ice cream, go and smother her children because she's not happy? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, Shanann, obviously no one does, but if there's one thing, I don't think she would kill her children. It seemed like she was very fiercely protective of them. Yes. I agree. The agents returned, and in my opinion, they were definitely playing good cop, bad cop. (laughs) Agent Lee was really getting on Chris earlier and yelling at him to tell the truth, but when she returned, she was, at least when she entered, she was a bit calmer, asking Mm -hmm. him if he was okay, and like rubbing his back, which now knowing everything, we know it made me visibly gag. Yeah. Yeah. Chris told detectives they would find the bodies of Shanann, Bella, and Cece at his first work location he went to that day. He was provided a tablet with a picture of the work site, and he pointed to the areas um, where they would find Shanann's body buried in the ground, wrapped in a white sheet, and the oil tank where they would find the bodies of Bella and Cece. Very upsetting. The detectives weren't convinced that... um, Weren't convinced with Chris's story, though. Agent Coder believed that Chris wanted a new life, and in order to get that new life, he needed to kill his old one. Chris, the great denier that he is, was adamant that he didn't hurt his daughters, though. 
police ended up taking Chris into custody, and the news of his arrest and his confession to killing Shanann spread nationwide, and of course, people had opinions about it. Some people believed Chris was innocent and used social media to slander Shanann and her family. In the documentary, watching the clip of Shanann's father having to go on the news and just ask people to stop saying things about his family was very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. That's the mm-hmm. worst form of victim blaming also. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A candlelight vigil was held outside of the Watts home and a funeral for Shanann, Bella, and Celeste was later held in North Carolina. On November 6, 2018, Chris pled guilty to all nine counts against him. Three counts of first-degree murder, two additional counts of first-degree charges for his daughters being under the age of 12, unlawful termination of a pregnancy, and three counts of unlawful tampering with a deceased human body. Weld County District Attorney Michael Rourke did not put forward the death penalty because Shanann's family did not want any further deaths. Quote, Sandy said it very, very poignantly to me. She said he made the choice to take those lives, but I don't want to be in the position to take his. End quote. On. Mm -hmm. Strong ass woman, bro. Uh Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's a whole lot of things with people on death row anyway and how it can take years and years and years. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. On November 19th, 2018, Chris was charged with three life sentences for the murders of Shanann, Bella, and Celeste. During the trial, Shanann's and Chris's families had to hear the unsettling details about how he called his daughter's school after disposing of their bodies to unenroll them. That same morning, he contacted a realtor about selling his home, which, according to Insider.com, the realtor thought um, the text messages were strange since Shanann was in the group text but not once did he or it could she I'm not sure uh who the realtor was but the realtor didn't receive a text from Shanann and Chris just played it off like he had no idea why she wasn't chiming into their conversation oh weird it was cool. really weird you can find the text online um and he also texted Kissinger about their future again this is something we have brought up before the I even started my story does he not realize that he could have maybe had this future if he actually just went ahead and got a divorce? Yep. Could have had it the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. Exactly the way he wanted it. Yeah. <sighs> Normalize getting a divorce, please. It's fine. It's so okay. fine. It's Things so happen. Fine. Things yeah. happen. But you know what doesn't just happen? murdering Mm -hmm. your wife and children and like also i'd like to just point out really quickly this is coming from three women two of which are engaged so please gentlemen and people who are family annihilators take that and sip on it just think about that thank you i i will be way less angry if you divorce me than if you (laughs) that's all (laughs) yeah like literally my ass is gonna fucking haunt you if you do so like think about your options okay thank you goodbye (laughs) I'm not joking. If there's a choice and I know, I'll be like, oh, I have some time to kill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lord. During the sentencing, Judge uh, Marcelo Kopkow told the court, quote, this is perhaps the most inhumane and vicious crime that I have handled out of the thousands of cases that I have seen. And anything less than the maximum sentence would depreciate the seriousness of this offense. End quote. On Mm -hmm. February 18th, 2019, Chris spoke to three investigators, and in a five-hour interview, he recounted what happened that August 13th morning that drove him to kill his family. Mm. He told detectives that when Shanann was dropped off early, 
um, that morning, he believed he had been caught and that she knew he was cheating on her. They had sex, and when they woke up a few hours later, he told her he didn't think their relationship was going to work and that he didn't love her anymore. He claimed Shanann became angry, pushed him off of her, and told him she knew that there was someone else. He became angry then, and when Shanann told him he would never see their kids again, that's when he told investigators he put his hands on her throat and strangled her. Shanann was face down on the bed when Bella entered the room and asked, what's wrong with mommy? Oh my god. Chris placed Shanann's body on a sheet and carried her downstairs, and then he went outside to back his truck into the driveway, which is what the neighbor ended up catching on his home surveillance footage. He placed Shanann on the floor of the truck in the back, and he told Bella and Cece to sit in the back of the truck. He told the girls that mommy would be fine, and he proceeded to drive the 45-minute to an hour um, trip to his work site. Really quick. When I just... Yes. First of all, I hope everyone sees he is still blaming Shanann for this. Like, this is definitely Mm -hmm. that self-righteous killer, because... Well, she said she was taking the kids away. Forget you. A, oh, yeah. it seems like she was not in a position to argue if she was face down. That's just me. That's just science. Yeah. B, well, she didn't make you kill the mm-hmm. children. She didn't make you kill her. She didn't make you methodically take them out to a site you knew was far enough away to do these things, which seems mm-hmm. like maybe you had a plan. I mean, yes. I literally wrote just like we obviously take notes during our stories and stuff, so we have stuff to talk about. And- I literally just wrote, quote, never see your girls again, dot, 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 yet he kills them. So he'll never see them again. Like, that's literally. just how fucked up his mind is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ugh. I don't believe that is what happened. But that I is so just- many. Oh, no. So many. No. Well, I'll get okay. into that. I just, yeah, I'll get into that at the end, too, because I had some comments. Ugh. When he got to the site, he pulled a blanket over Cece's head, and smothered her. Bella, who was sitting in the back watching this happen, asked what was going on, but Chris didn't answer, and he also suffocated her with a blanket. Chris told investigators the last thing he remembered was Bella saying, Daddy, no, which I hope he remembers and has it on repeat for the rest of his horrible life. And it also... I don't know. Again, I can't wrap my head around it. And what you mentioned, Sarah, this totally seems premeditated to me for two reasons. One, he is driving 45 minutes to an hour. And at no point does he think about what is he like? No point does he think about changing his mind about what he's going to do. He had that long to stop what he was doing, turn around, call the police, turn himself in, whatever. He didn't Mm -hmm. have to take it any further. He didn't have to kill his kids, but he decided to continue anyway. And that's what really makes me sick about it. And sure, this is what he's telling these investigators. But I also think he had it planned. And I I know I've recently seen the documentary. But during the beginning part where he mentions, like, Shanann being angry with him um, and how Shanann told him to get off of her and, you know, he pushed her off. To me, and this is something um, Shanann's dad Frank brings up, like, he doesn't believe Chris would have managed to kill Shanann without getting a few like scars or bruises in return so he Mm -hmm. thinks Chris killed her while she was asleep and I kind of think that's true yes as well yes the yeah the way he explains it doesn't like 
the point where he mentions, I guess, strangling her just doesn't make sense to me the way he explained it in um, the audio that they yeah. took. So it's not like a 1950s, like, oh, oh, I'm deceased. Like, it, you're going to get defensive. And I've obviously never strangled someone, but it's well, not yeah. going to be an easy task. You're up close and personal. There's going to be defensive wounds. Like, it, it's not a yes. cartoon. Like, it's real life, and you have to do this for minutes at a time. And she's going to realize, like, she is dying. She is going to fight you. Mm-hmm. Unless she's on her stomach and was sleeping and not, like, couldn't get quick enough to turn around and do that stuff. That would yes. make more sense to me. But I'm not a detective. Yes. Maybe there's details. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they have. Um, I mean, they've done autopsies, but I don't know if that information has even been released. I, Yeah. So I don't really know what. Well, it, yeah. they were put in oil drums. So, like, regardless of, like, what was truly done, like, there's it's going to be hard to Maybe we out. should do a bonus episode then on this, like, what we think really happened. Do you want to do – okay. So, Erin, continue with your story because I have opinions, but I'll hold off for, like, a bonus one or something because I'm going to get into a whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I really don't have too much um, – just some recent things I found um, while looking things up on the internet, um, which also made me physically ill. Um, Mm -hmm. Literally October of this year, since the Netflix documentary came out, Chris has apparently gotten a ton of letters from women, and he is now pen pals with a few of them. I think you ladies need a better hobby. According to biography.com, Shanann's parents filed a wrongful death lawsuit that they won. Judge Todd Taylor ruled that Chris owed Shanann's parents $6 million for each family member's death (laughs) and the quote-unquote emotional pain they have suffered. They know they will likely never see this money, but they want to make sure that Chris will never be able to profit off of the murders. And I I basically ended the same way Netflix's documentary did because um, the data they showed was just very shocking and sad to me um of course netflix had a you know slap some facts on at the end stating that in the united states three women are killed by a current or ex-partner every day Mm -hmm. and according to a 2019 psychologytoday.com article um a recent study revealed that this um figure is closer to four women who are killed by a partner every day so if you or someone you know are at risk, reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That is 1-800-799-7233. And that is all I have for that story. So yeah, that's it. I'm Sorry, guys. literally wiping tears from my eyes. It's fine. I watched the Netflix documentary and cried. I listened to Aaron's story and I cried. I never cry. No, I'm just kidding. I cry like a lot. But you know what I'm not crying though? My armpits because I use zero sweat. And this is the worst plug I could think of, but it makes me happy to not think of Chris Watts. So if you too need an antiperspirant and am I pushing this because I hate this case, you betcha. If you want Mm -hmm. to not sweat, um, A, don't look into this case, but B, Go to zerosweat.com and at checkout use promo code. Um, is it Sinister Sisters, Morgan? It's just Sinister. <laughs> use code Sinister at checkout and you can get 15% off your order. Not 15 years off of Chris Watts's terrible, terrible life, but 15 no, no, great no. percent off your mm-hmm. order. And mm-hmm. if you want to write him a letter, might I suggest 
writing in to sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com. Any weird stories that are happening. You could even just say, Hey, I followed you on Instagram, which I also recommend everyone should do. You can also find us, like I said, on Instagram at sinister sunrise podcast on TikTok at sinister underscore podcast underscore. Oh wait, sorry. I forgot a word. Sinister underscore sunrise <laughs> underscore podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check out the, the TikTok. Check out the TikTok, y'all. We have mm-hmm. some, Sarah has made whew, some beautiful ass videos. Also Thank the last you. two are from her trip. Oh, well, there might be one released from between recording now and release of this episode, but mm-hmm. two of the most recent ones are from her trip to Montana. It's yeah. gorgeous. So take a peek. They're fun little facts, some sinister facts for you. Yeah. Much more digestible than yeah but we are done giving him any of our energy is that correct until Uh we make the bonus episode but i need for now yeah for now yeah for now yeah Yeah. whoo so Mm. you did a great job aaron thank you thank you both thanks and thank you for listening they want to have any oh tp tp's art (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes yet again not terrible it is fantastic our friend tp the one who made our very cool um logo and also the sinister sisters hex girls picture that was from tp you can Mm -hmm. literally sneeze words at him that you want and he will take it and make it way better than you ever thought so right now if you go to meltyface.com you can purchase any of his artwork and we or sorry and at checkout use the code sinister sisters i believe and you get free shipping yes definitely worth your money he's a local artist yes any order and also i just wanted to plug in here based off that um in case you guys didn't notice it's already november so if you need some good holiday gifts nothing is better than some artwork and from a local Mm -hmm. artist come on all of our missouri people let's go meltyface.com yes 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh with that thanks for listening and uh hope this was enough sinister sunrise to get you through your day thank you bye